know there's more in you, but you cannot see it. There's a remedy, and I've got the strategy. It's time to turn your dreams into a reality. Welcome, everyone, for season four of Push Talk Podcast. Four, four, four. And this is the first episode, so I'm super, super excited today. I'm excited for my guest who is here with us, who I'm going to introduce in just a second here. But I want to say welcome to all our first-time watchers, our first-time listeners. Um, Just so ecstatic. My name is Assisa Say. Look, I'm so excited I can't even say my own name, (laughs) y'all. My name is Assisa Say, and I am the producer, creator, host, everything. You know, a small business, Jamie, right? We do it all uh, for Push Talk Podcast. And I'm just here to help push you towards your purpose and business career and beyond. This podcast is about providing motivational messages and just the real deal when it comes to entrepreneurship, your career, business. It's it's a journey. It's not a race, but it's really about helping people know that there, there's purpose in those things. And we want you to be successful. We want you to make it and achieve your purpose. So we're here to give you all the tools to be successful. But today, episode number 60 something i know i'm just so excited because i couldn't believe 60 something <laughs> and for our kickoff for season four i have the amazing jamie miller we are here today talking about the pivot from small business back to nine to five scary for most people something that we don't want to face but today jamie miller our guest will share all about it as she has just recently made that pivot from small business owner running three successful companies the 518 group a branding and event marketing company project first a nonprofit that serves youth in the community of pageland south carolina where she is from And lastly, Dear Sisters CLT, an annual Millennium Lunch that connects women in the community through service and action. Jamie has been a huge player and described as one of the most powerful women in entrepreneurship in her area and beyond, right? And even having her own day, the Jamie Miller Day, in her hometown of Pageland, South Carolina, for all the work she does to empower youth in her community. But with all the success, Jamie is still at a point where she felt it was necessary to pivot back to the nine to five world. So let's hear more from Jamie and why she made that choice and how it's going to help you if you're at that crossroads. Jamie, I'm just so excited to have you today. I know we read through your bio and you guys heard this girl's just doing amazing things. I look up to her. We went to JCSU together and (laughs) Johnson C. Smith University. And 
since I've known Jamie, um, even beyond all you guys heard in the bio, like she's just been such a humble individual. She was always so hungry. She was a hustler. And that's why I loved her. And that's why we connected because she was just always about not only doing things to that she loved, but doing things with purpose and helping to carry and bring people into theirs, whether it was in her marketing classes and just networking and getting the internship with people that I'm like, Jamie, CIAA, how'd you get that internship? <laughs> she just knew how to hustle a network. And that's what I loved about her because I knew that's key for entrepreneurship and successful entrepreneurs. And I know that's why she's so successful. So Jamie, welcome, welcome, welcome to Push Talk Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Such a humble intro for you to even have me here. I am completely grateful thankful and blessed for you to even think of inviting me to your podcast. So thank you for sharing your time with me this Sunday. Oh, Jamie, I, you, I was like, Oh, I hope I can catch her. Y'all. She's just so big time, you know, <laughs> I, she was the first person I thought of because the topic that we're talking about today, you guys is one that many people go through, especially as small business owners. And it's it's hard to face mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's only because we're in our heads. Yeah. Um, and Jamie's really going to help us share her story. Um, as you've heard, she's done so many great things. And most recently, she's pivoted back into the work world from her business, not stopping mm-hmm. her business, but saying, hey, I want to gain some new strategies and, you know, just a new way to go about building my brand and helping to build another um, opportunity for this company she's at. And I want to just have her share her journey because I know a lot of small business owners, sometimes we have to say, let's go back into that nine to five. Let's, you know, um, get ourselves to the next level there and then be able to apply it or however it looks like we just can't be afraid. And I've heard people feel like if I do that, I failed or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that case is. So I really want to have Jamie talk to you guys today about that. So we all know that on this journey, you take pit stops, you get mm-hmm. off exits, you get back on, but it's going to get you to purpose as long as you stay focused and dedicated. Yeah. So Jamie, can you share a little bit about us? First, let's start off with, um, you know, your background, you're from Pageland, South Carolina. Tell us a little yes, bit. Yes, the watermelon. Okay, it's a small town, but this girl, yes. not, she is, was a big person in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> and she brought Paisley where she went. So share with us a little bit about your background and then um, just how the 518 group came about. Tell us about it. Um, we want to hear f- straight from you. Okay. So yes, from a very, very small town um, in uh, South Carolina, Pageland, we're probably under <clears throat> maybe about 3,500 um, as far as population is concerned. It, it may be a little bit more, you know, because people are starting to move here now. So <laughs> we're getting on the map. Um, you get there. We're getting on the map. But yeah, I, I, you know, I grew up where everyone knows your name. You know, we have family that's, you know, down the street around the corner from you. So mm-hmm. Thinking of Johnson C. Smith, I said, well, it's not too far from home. It's about an hour drive. So I'm not too far, but yeah, I still am not in my parents' backyard, right? Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, <clears throat> maybe I should have some water on no, no for myself. But um, thinking of of Smith and, and going, I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. I knew because I wanted that experience, right? To be like with my family home away from home. So getting into Smith was such a uh, proud moment for me just because I'm a first generation college graduate um, in my family. So being able to experience that and say, this is the start of like the generational, you know, curse breaking, 
yes, um, journey. Mm-hmm. And being a marketing major, going into school, I just had this conversation with my friends in the group chat earlier this week. Like, I couldn't believe that my guidance counselor, you know, referenced me being an, an administrative assistant versus trying to actually help me figure out what major would be great, you know, for wow. me. So it was like wow. I chose my own path because that support was not there, you know. Wow. But my parents were extremely supportive and saying, no matter what they say, we're going to get you where you want to go. So getting into Smith, you know, majoring in marketing, I knew uh, along the way that being from a small place, you got to stick out. Right. So what are the ways in which you're going to stick out? That means being personable, you know, making sure that you're introducing yourself to people. That was me networking without me understanding quite what networking meant. Wow. introducing myself to people, you know, taking names, being memorizing, showing up, being present, all those things mm-hmm. helped along my journey. And it was definitely tactics that I used throughout my 10 years in entrepreneurship because people are going to remember exactly how you make them feel. They may yeah. not remember your name or they may not remember where they met you, but they'll definitely remember how they make you feel. So mm-hmm. always leading with a smile, um, making sure that I show up. Um, and do the things that I say I'm going to do, the consistency, um, and then just always trying to go a little bit above and beyond because the bare minimum sometimes it's not enough, right? You have to kind of push yourself a little further um, throughout the journey. So really from Smith, well, from Page Lane going into Smith and then deciding entrepreneurship is is how I started 518. Well, let me ask a question too, Jamie, if you don't mind. How did you know marketing was it? Like what made you even um, consider marketing? The marketing. And you know, industry. that's a great question. That I always think about myself is sitting in the guidance office. I'm scrolling. And I'm thinking, okay, under business administration, these are the concentration areas, right? That we can we can choose. I've always had this knack for. If we had entrepreneurship at Smith, I probably would have chose that first. Mm-hmm. But I always had the knack to see what makes people gravitate to purchase certain things? Why are we so loyal to certain brands, right? Mm -hmm. That was a a part of my thought process into choosing marketing. And again, I had never, you know, heard anybody talk about marketing. I didn't know any people in marketing. I just said, let me just choose marketing and, and see what that looks like. So it was really just a random, you know, choice of mine. Again, my counselor suggested administrative assistant. I said, no, I'll choose marketing. It could have been management, it could have been accounting, it could have been finance, but I chose marketing because I felt like, because I'm a people person, I want to stay with the people and see their reaction to, you know, the brands and hopefully the, the work that I would do down the road. Oh, powerful. It's, it's, and it's so, it's such your personality. So it's like, (laughs) bye-bye guidance counselor. Where you at now? I know they look like, I'm telling you. Especially they got a Jamie Miller day in your town. I know they're feeling really salty right about now. Yeah. You know, I have to let them know. Yes. It's not average. I need my own day. I'm telling you, right? And actions. Sometimes to speak louder than words, you just Mm -hmm. did what you had to do and look at you proved somebody that was could have been the hindrance to what we're seeing mm-hmm. your success today. So that's amazing. Yeah. And now, so you went through college, you met all of us, we became buddy old pals, all yes. of us. 07 was the class of Johnson C. Smith. Okay. It's, it's just so beautiful family. to see how successful everybody's doing. Yeah. Um, and then you, after college, you, and actually I think during college, you started 518 group, right? I felt like you were doing so much in it or did you actually like, 
make it official once you graduate and then tell us kind of that journey through the 518 group. Sure. So I actually, you know, once I graduated, because believe it or not, I had no internships in in college. Like I worked. Yeah. So I had no internships in school. I actually worked um, because of school. And I'll share a little bit about this um, on a personal level. Like my father was sick with cancer in school. So I didn't have the option to not work. Like I I had to have some type of income. So my father passed away in 2004 while I was in school and I just, and I loved to work. I loved where I work. I worked at Express, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in a a local mall. So Mm -hmm. for that, you know, I said, I gotta have extra money through school. That'll help. And I worked, I worked all four years of school. Um, at, I started at JCPenney and then I went to Express, but, um, after, so once I graduated, I did corporate America for maybe two years. I started out with an insurance company, like straight out of school. And then I transitioned to working with Fortune Store, again, always in retail. Um, that was another way that helped a lot with my personality, being personable and meeting people, the customer service part to the entrepreneurship that we'll talk about later. And then I got an opportunity to um, leave from my retail job to go relocate actually and work for a beverage industry company and that was two years there and then once i was there for two years i said you know what i feel like i've hit a glass ceiling here for the way that they view me you know their perspective of how successful they may feel like i will be so at this point i said here's when i jump off the porch and take the leap and and bet on myself so I started 518 in 2012. So this is actually the 10th year of entrepreneur. Well, when I started 10 years ago is when I started. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What you have pivoted, Jamie, and to see this business still going 10 years strong. Mm-hmm. And, and you've worked with so many great people. I mean, goodness, your clients are in fashion and beauty and music and wellness and sports entertainment. Like how was that experience and how did you take you know, I know you worked a lot of places before. How did that support what you what you became and what you were able to do? And um, tell me, like, just the the biggest success you've seen through your five one eight group so thus far. Wow. In this Congrats so, so this ten year journey is definitely not for the weak. And when I say weak, I'm not <laughs> just you know from a perspective of oh my god, you can't have it. But it's the mentality. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have such a strong mental, you know, to, to be able to maneuver and navigate. There's going to be so many rough days. just like, they're going to be great days to celebrate. Um, we don't talk about balance, but we talk about, um, how to manage, right? Because what's balance? The balance is subjective to whatever that looks like for that person, but being able to manage. And for me, again, I didn't have any previous experience with entrepreneurship, you know, um, entrepreneurs in my family, it looks different than it does in in this era that we're in. Mm -hmm. So even having that family support, I always talk about it, is that my mom didn't quite really understand, but she was just there to support. Whatever you're doing, you know, I don't quite understand, but I'm still going to support you. (laughs) And that was important because it was, this is my journey. You have your journey. So let me get out and do, you know, what I need to do. So a lot of it, really was just um, me saying, I'm going to take this leap of faith, getting into entrepreneurship and learning along the way. I didn't know basically anything, right? I just said, oh, 518 Group. And by the way, I I decided to name it that because 
518 is my birthday, the numbers of my birthday. So May 5th, um, 18, you know, is, is my birthday. And I said, we are all birthed with a purpose. So mm-hmm. here's going to be the start of me branding what my purpose is. And that I was my birthday. So even when I didn't think I was being strategic about those numbers or, you know, naming or calling my company that later on, I figured out that was a part of me brand building which is something that I didn't even understand. But as I started to move forward, that's how people started to recognize me. Wow. I love that. Oh, so good. It's, it's always been in you. Like Mm -hmm. from the start of those days, probably even in high school, you were probably one of those people who knew how to get around network. I sold CDs. I sold $5 CDs in school and playlists for my friends. And was like, I'll buy the CD and burn it. You know, you just give me $5 and (laughs) here's your party CD for the weekend. I remember that used to be the thing. And I, you know, I tell people on this entrepreneur, it's like something that's like, Nowadays, it's become like this thing. I'm an entrepreneur. Back then, they used yeah. to be like, people would look at you crazy, like, what? Like, mm-hmm. your entrepreneur was a negative thing. And you said something about taking a step of faith. And that's, mm-hmm. I can amen to that more because it really is about that. Because I always share, like, some days you don't have a check coming through. And you're like, I got to go out there and get my next client. Yeah. And, some you know, days, not, some weeks, some months, mm-hmm. you know. I'm telling days. you, yes, yeah. it's not for the weak at heart. And just the fact that you've been able to do this for 10 years mm-hmm. speak so highly of just the the work ethic you have and I'm just I'm just amazed and I know the 518 group has just grown and expanded and you've done so much but I know mm-hmm. in the journey of that 10 years you've also created this um, opportunity to give back mm-hmm. to, and I've seen you do so much just um, mm-hmm. social media giving back through Project First Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to share a little bit about that and then we'll pivot as we've been pivoting here your journey of pivoting to um now where you're at and what you're doing and what that transition was like but share a little bit about um project first because it's just an amazing way that again you're just always so humble and about helping people and um and helping people get to their purpose and who they're called to be and and supporting them so can you share a little bit about project first your yeah so I get emotional now thinking about this part of my journey because this is the part where it's God-led, right? And I get chills just thinking about it. So I used to go to sleep and wake up with this thought of giving back to my community, but I didn't know what that looked like. And, you know, we people always mention about your purpose, right? You're all on this earth to serve a divine purpose, but it's up to us to figure out what that purpose is as long as we're being disciplined right Mm -hmm. and for me I would go to sleep and wake up with this thought of giving back you know serving your community but I ran from it because I was so scared of of what what is this message I I don't understand Mm -hmm. how am I going to give back who am I you know I'm literally just a kid from this community how am I going to give back right so um I, I give honor to a, a, an older lady in my community. Her name is um, Dorothy Arnold. Mm-hmm. And she is a lot of the reason why some of the things that I've accomplished has been in her honor because she was just such a powerful pillar in my community. Mm-hmm. She's the reason why I even heard of John C. Smith because she was also an HBCU graduate. She graduated from Claflin um, University that used to be Claflin College. Mm-hmm. Um, because I play basketball, she took me and my team um, to a Johnson C. Smith basketball game. So getting that experience was something that 
forever stuck with me, that impact, right? And being a uh, older lady in my community and my church, she talked to me about service and what service work looked like. And she was always serving because she was a former educator. So getting into starting project first, my very first service project was a back to school event. I, you know, Mm -hmm. had my friends purchase school supplies and I literally got together, you know, took money out of my pocket to, you know, get hamburgers, hot dogs, school supplies. I just wanted to feed the kids, give Mm -hmm. them free school supplies and wish them well on their journey back to school in 2012. That's literally how Project First started. So when I think about FIRST, it's um, an acronym for Future, Inspire, Respect, Self-Esteem and Teach. I feel like those are principles that I could utilize, you know, throughout my organization. And then I came up with um, kind of like a mission statement, which was impact today, empower forever, which means okay. that all it takes is for you to impact one person um, today. And that yeah. will empower them to continue impacting people, you know, later down the road. So it was like impact mm-hmm. today, empower forever, because you I never again forget how people make you feel. That uh-huh. impact means so much along the way on the journey. Wow, Jamie. Oh, <laughs> so good. So good. And I've seen you've done so much to just mm-hmm. um, help those in your community get um, exposure. And I think yeah. we all can say that without that person who was willing to give back. And I know mm-hmm. that's part of why you went into the sorority, you went into Delta mm-hmm. Sigma Theta, yeah. um, because you're really, you really have a heart for service and mm-hmm. making sure to not just be the one making it, but making sure others come behind you and make it. And that's- Yeah, leading by example. Yes, mm-hmm. powerful, sure. powerful. It's nothing like sowing those seeds back into others too. So mm-hmm. I'm all for it and I love it. And now, I mean, you so oh, it's just so much. You, you know, you start on this journey. You became a marketing, you know, exec and doing all this work. And then you started your own business. And um, then you took and found a way to make sure your business give back. Because I always tell people social entrepreneurship, if your business doesn't have like a making a social impact, then mm-hmm. it's not anything I really want to hear about because right. there's so much to help and do. And mm-hmm. you found that way. And then you get to this point like in your journey and and you've done so much more because I'm even leaving out, you created this way to even empower women in Charlotte. Yeah, like, Dear Sister, um, Charlotte, yes. Dear Sister CLT is another, um, you know, platform that I created just because I love to, to speak life to us. That was another thing that I kind of adapted along the way was speaking life, meaning that I'm going to be here to support you. And it was my personal open letter women to say how can i support you you know how can i be um, of service to you right and you know dear sister charlotte i did about four um i want to say um you know empowerment um empowerment you know uh, events became another popular thing but i want to say it was really just my way to personally connect with the women who supported me, you know, who lifted me, who kept me encouraged, give those that have a plat or wanted a platform or needed a platform at the time to connect to more people, whether it was within our community or just, um, just wanting to connect in general. So this, this, the community of, of Dear Sister is completely, completely something I hold dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not done yet. You know, I feel yes. like God is telling me to do a few more things with them, but I, again, sometimes you have to take a rest, right? Yeah, yeah. You are allowed to rest. I want to make this yeah. clear to anyone who is listening or who is yeah. watching this. You are allowed to rest. 
yeah. reset and refresh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we are not machines, yeah. you know, um, we are not, you know, robots to where we're just doing, 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 and not resetting. You yes. know, when you reset, there's inspiration that comes behind that. There mm -hmm. is rest that comes mm -hmm. behind that. There is a chance to renew that comes mm -hmm. behind that. So again, when you're on and you're in this space or this world of looking at social media, because, you know, mm -hmm. social media is so infectious and yeah. impactful and it's, you know, one of those things where we feel like the F, you know, fear of missing out that we always got to produce content or we always yeah. have to be in the know or be on the scene or be visible, but yeah. it's okay to rest. Yeah. So for me, I felt like this is now my resting season for yeah. dear sister Charlotte so that I can possibly or potentially bring my sisters back together to say, okay, what has happened in life? You know, what's the life update for year five? Because I've yeah. done it for four years wow. and the last year I did it was the year that Kobe passed away. It was actually the day mm -hmm. that Kobe oh passed away. Kobe Bryant passed away mm -hmm. in the middle of, you know, mm -hmm. our our event. Uh, my my host, who is also my star, my big sister, Jessica, mm -hmm. she's um, on a radio, popular radio, very popular radio station in Charlotte. And she announced mm -hmm. it. And it was like the room had went silent, quiet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then in that moment also, one of my speakers on the platform, who was also a Sarah of mine, she had even mentioned Kobe in wow. a um, like like an example of something like you, you weren't mm -hmm. with me shooting a gym. That I think it was something to that effect, right? Mm -hmm. And then we just talk about the work that we put in and people who want to take um, take from us, but not you know trying to take credit yeah. for things yeah. that we do. And in that moment, after that was over, and then the pandemic happened, you know, COVID happened, mm -hmm. people were yeah. sick and. So much was going on. I said, well, this would be the resting season because mm -hmm. one, I don't want to possibly expose us if anyone else is sick or may not feel comfortable with it. You know, I thought of bringing it back in 2021 mm -hmm. and I'm like, it's too soon, right? Because there were so many things happening. And yeah. then this year I felt like I wanted to bring it back, but then I'm like, I'm in my own, you know, personal pivot mm -hmm. and I don't think I'm ready for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So who's to say it may not come up um, in 2023 or 2024, yeah. but yeah. that personal pivot, yeah. I had to sit and rest, you yes. know, myself in yes. order to be able to bring forth the ideas or the vision that yeah. God has given me. So yeah, my dear sister, yeah. Charlotte community, is, yes. I'm, I'm forever indebted to them because they lift me like no other. Yeah. I've connected other women, you know, throughout, um, that platform and that community. So I'm extremely grateful. Oh, with me. <laughs> I love it. It's nothing like having just a powerful network of women mm -hmm. supporting each other. And I'm sure it's women of color and just all women. We just yeah, it's yeah. so good to have that space. And I can't wait till it comes back so I can come and partake and enjoy. Yes, please sisters. do. We, we have a great time. And if any yes, of I'm sure. Um, dear sister clt so you can look at some of the past events that we've been involved in yes. um the past brunches that we have it's, it's for millennial women so i will say that you know it is niched where it's millennial women but it's you know creatives and yeah. professionals and entrepreneurs so it's not just one specific you know mm -hmm. fancy um you know, lane or anything like it's for all women. But again, you know, that is the, the age demographic is, is for millennial women. Well, also, that's we, need we are. You know? Yeah, we need something too. you know, and yeah. I would say part of that pivot that you took was also for your personal life, because yeah. 
having a business and doing all that you've done. Sometimes you need time for Jamie and what's yeah. to come, which we talked about earlier. Wink, wink. Yes. So you think you pivoting for one thing, but God said something else is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. other things. So, you know, you don't want to lose yourself and other, you know, um, desires, you know, even mm-hmm. myself, I was telling you before we started the interview, like it's sometimes we forget like, having this business is like one major desire, but there's mm-hmm. others. And sometimes it means you have to put something on the shelf or rest on this thing yeah. and then pick up the other, but they will all come together eventually. Mm-hmm. So the point is, you know, if it's part of your purpose, it's going to come back up. And I can't wait to see their sister yeah. again and see you on that journey. And I look forward to being part of it. Yeah.